This podcast is meant for general health information and is not meant to override any medical advice. All questions will be screened and not contain any personal information. If you want a private consultation, contact us via positivechoice.org or you can contact your provider directly. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Positive Choice Wellness Podcast. My name is Melanie. I am an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And my name is Kimberly, and I am a registered dietitian. Woohoo! Welcome back, Kimberly. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you. Doing good. How are you? Pretty good. I'm excited for our topic today. Me too. Inflammation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, oh gosh, you know, I get these questions constantly about inflammation. Um, and I know like, I know a little bit, but I feel like talking to a dietitian was probably our best method right now. Um, <laughs> you know, cause I, I think there, you know, I didn't go to school for that. So I have whatever classes I did take, but you definitely have the, yeah. the brunt of the information. I think at least most of it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into some good stuff for sure. Putting you on the spot. You're going to know everything. This is gonna yes. Happen. Um, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Um, okay. Well, uh, so firstly, I, as everyone should know, love to make uh, definitions. So what is, what is, yes. I want to, let's start with that. What is inflammation? Mm-hmm. That's a good question to start with, isn't it? Um, well, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> let's define it. So I think what's, inflammation is generally is seen as a bad thing, right? But that's what I've heard. It, right, right. Yeah. But inflammation is actually your body's response to a stimulus, right? So if it's like um you burn your finger or if you have like a splinter, you know what I mean? You have some like foreign body, chemical, whatever inside of your body. Um inflammation is basically your immune system fighting against something that could be hurtful to you. Ah, and not everything's hurtful. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. And if there is something in us, like a splinter, I mean, <laughs> inflammation can be beneficial to, you know. I don't know many instances. It. Yeah, I don't know any instances where a splinter is like, oh boy, this is good for me. <laughs> yeah, what a pleasure. No. <laughs> oh, joy. Um, yeah, because, you know, the reason why I guess people probably associate inflammation as such a negative is because we think of it as in quite the literal form of like, I'm cut. Now my arm is inflamed or whatever. And we know it's painful, uncomfortable, stiff, swollen, red, puffy. You know, the first thing I think when I hear inflammation is ouch, <laughs> quite literally. Yeah. yeah. Super fair. Yeah. I would too. Definitely. And so, yeah, that's why I thought it'd be such a good topic to start with because, you know, inflammation it's this ongoing body of research. I feel like that a lot of confusion comes around because of course the internet exists and, you know, everyone mm-hmm. likes to be their own um, scientist. <laughs> so there's, there's some definite in, you know, confusing information out there. And I, I want to kind of clear the air and, and get into, you know, all we need to know about inflammation, what it does to us, what's happening in the body, you know, if we want to get into the mechanisms of it and, what can we do to fight it? What are the myths around it? You know, just general everything. Yeah. All. Yeah. All inflammation. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's start. Uh, I want to define a couple different types of inflammation because I'm sure people are curious and you've heard the phrase, a uh, systemic inf- inflammation, I'm sure. 
uh, mm-hmm. words within you, inside of you, uh, versus <laughs> just inflammation. Uh, maybe you're cut, injured, and so forth, which is still technically a form of inflammation, but it's not running right. through your bloodstream necessarily. Yeah. And we're not going to focus on like the wound part of this because obviously we're a health and wellness podcast and that is great, but also not what we're talking about. We're going to talk about the nutritional side of things, the fitness side of things, you know, the good stuff. And what, what kind of things are out there that can cause like systemic inflammation? Like when you are physically inflamed, what are the things out there that like make you inflamed? That is a good question. And it is, uh, you know, generally lifestyle related, right? So there are a lot of things out there that um, definitely promote more inflammation inside of our bodies than others. And one mm-hmm. of the large factors, at least I would say, of course, I'm biased as a dietitian, but a large factor would be the westernized diet. Uh, oh, tell me ooh, more. <laughs> yeah, right. So for anyone who's not familiar, the westernized diet is very much, um, standard, I would say in the United States in terms of like, you know, staple foods we consume as a culture. And, um, what it's characterized by is foods that are high in saturated fats, high in sugars, low in fruits, vegetables, fiber, right. Uh, whole grains, that kind of thing. So higher in processed foods, nutrients that our body doesn't need in copious amounts versus lower in the nutrients and everything that we do actually need more of. So yes, yeah. the westernized diet can be a a big component, I would say, and at least the the starting steps of some of that inflammation <laughs> that can come in our system. <laughs> well, shoot. I don't know what we're supposed to do. We live in the westernized society, so <laughs> okie dokie. Well, they got that going for us. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of um, in a pickle here. So now that we live in this country that is providing us with this extremely quote unquote healthy diet, um, is there like, are there like specific, like obviously processed stuff, like specific things that cause inflammation or is just processing in general? That's a good question too. There, there's definitely specifics. I would argue that processed food in general, yes, can just be a big culprit because you know, the less natural something is, uh, the more stuff it's added to it. So Um, processed food in general, yes, can definitely be a contributor, but some other nutrients to like specifically keep in mind are things like saturated fat. So saturated fat is one of those less healthy forms of fat. We still definitely need it. Uh, we just don't need a crazy amount of it every single day. Um, don't we get like a sufficient amount from like, just if we eat animal products, we get a sufficient amount that way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's if we don't like go too hard or too crazy, right? With like, <laughs> don't go too hard on the butter. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Too much butter or, you know, some people like eat the fat trimmings off of their like red meat or whatever, you know, that, that's the kind of stuff we could cut out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so yeah, a higher intake of saturated fat has been linked to inflammation in the body. Um, fun. Fun. Yay. Right. Um, trans fats as well, which trans fats are a fun one. Um, you know, they are, um, in some, in some foods and there's, you know, kind of loopholes on the nutrition fact label. So we really have to be reading our ingredients list for that one. And not that we're going to get into it. Yeah. And not to get into like the trans fats, but just like one thing I want to mention for Mm. folks, because Mm -hmm. I'm sure someone's like, well, they banned it. So we're fine. 
Like, if you didn't know, as of 2018, they implemented a ban on trans fats, and all companies had removed trans fats from their products by 2021. And uh turns out, when you deep fry, like, anything, you make trans fats. So it's not on the packaging, quote, unquote. Like, if you were like, oh, look, chips, yay, they're trans fat free. Yeah, before they were fried. So... <laughs> So I just wanted to add that little, like, disclaimer here that yes, we have not removed it from our foods. So I'm sorry if you like fried food. I have I have taken my, my javelin and burst your bubble from afar. <laughs> it's my job. Anyways, continue, Kimberly. <laughs> right. We deliver the fun news. Um, so, yeah, trans fats is uh, also been linked to inflammation. Um yeah, I'd say those are probably two of the biggest, as well as um, the not best form of carbohydrates for us. So carbohydrates are good for us. Mm-hmm. We just want to have the right type. So um, what I mean by that is, of course, we want more whole grains, fruits, vegetables, as opposed to white flour or white flour-based products, things that have been more processed in that way. Um, so having an excessive amount of the more processed kind of carbohydrates can mm-hmm. also be linked uh, to inflammation because they are higher um, associated anyway with sugar, sugars. So probably not the world's uh, biggest shock that sugar can <laughs> cause some inflammation in our bodies, not but at uh, it's another big culprit too. That's you know <laughs> funny that you mentioned that. The way I like to describe inflammation with sugar, like I have a little descriptor that I use that I, I think is fun just to show. No one will see it yes. it's on a podcast, but <laughs> you can see me. Uh, yes. So what I like to say is like, okay, think of it this way, right? What does sugar look like under a microscope? Hmm. A little spiky, right? A little crystalline, a little sharp. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. like a smooth, like, oh, look, marbles. Like sugar doesn't right. look like a marble, okay? It's very right. spiky. And that's why I call it sugar crystals, like. We know what crystals look like. So if you imagine your blood vessels that are very soft, right? They're very soft, tender tissue. Imagine your blood cells encapsulated in spiky little sugar crystals. And the more of them available in your system, the more spiky crystals are now going through your blood system. (laughs) And if you didn't know, I did my hands like little claws, like, (laughs) but those are what's scratching up the inside of your blood vessels and your your, uh, artery and vein walls. And that's causing inflammation because think about cuts. What happens when you get cut? Yes. Inflammation. <laughs> yes. There we are. Oh my gosh. Good description. Love and you that. have to do the hand movement every time you say. <laughs> yeah. You can't accompany it without it. Yeah. It goes exactly. hand in hand. <laughs> yep. But yes, I, I do. Yeah. Sugar, as I'm sure everyone's probably established at this point, is not the best for inflammation. It's probably the worst for inflammation. One of them, at least. Yes, yes, I would agree, which, um, you know, can't, uh, you, here we are again delivering the good news, but <laughs> yay. Um, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. You like Aren't chocolate? You Sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, it's good things to like know, right? Wouldn't we rather know so we can make more informed choices as opposed to like find out later and be like, rats, wish I knew. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, and, I mean, it's okay. We got pretty much high fat animal products. We have highly processed carbohydrates. We have trans fats and excessive saturated fat. Anything else? Um, yeah, 
Yeah, there's definitely some other things. So things like um, there have been some studies done on people who consume excessive amounts of calories. Now, I think that a lot of these factors are um, multiple things combined, right? So people who are potentially overeating too many calories, odds are they're getting in more saturated fat as well or sugar or whatever, right? So a lot of things go kind of hand in hand. But um, there have definitely been studies done on folks who have started with a baseline of a higher amount of calories. They put this group of people on a lower amount of calories um, by about 30%. Um, so they reduced it a significant amount, but keep in mind these these folks' intakes was, was quite high at the beginning. Uh, and what they found was that lowering these people's calories um, actually increased their um, – uh, I'm sorry, increase. It actually reduced, naturally, mm -hmm. their body fat, reduced their um, abdominal obesity, so that visceral type of fat, um, which, which can bad. also, yes, which is bad, yeah. right? We don't, <laughs> we don't want excessive amounts of fat around our organs, as you can imagine. Um, so anyway, they've also found that this group of people had reduced uh, markers in their bloodstream for inflammation. So um mm -hmm. Yeah, if you eat in general too many calories, cutting back can also help reduce inflammation in your body. I did not know that. That's actually really interesting information. I know, I know. So kind of cool. Again, whole, I would say like whole health picture, right? Multiple factors that go into that, but um, just kind of neat to see what they come out with when they do now, these studies. Now, I want to throw a curveball in here just because that's how I roll. Um, so. Do it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> gluten. Y'all heard of gluten. I want to hear about gluten. So we hear a lot of information as far as gluten being bad for us, right? And for, for some context for folks, what gluten is, uh, it's what makes bread good. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to get in Well that. said. Yes. I think that's what makes bread good. Otherwise, you get a hockey puck of sadness. So... Yes. <laughs> So gluten is essentially this protein net that is created when you need, like, it's, in, it's specifically found in wheat-based products. So when you need wheat-based products, the gluten is then released and starts to become sticky and attaches to itself and creates a netting. So when bread rises, it creates those air holes that we love so much that makes it fluffy and delicious. And they now are... Well, not they, the general people now are starting to say that, well, no, I'm, I'm sensitive to gluten. Gluten's causing inflammatory problems in me. And I want to know what you know about that. What do you know about gluten as far as inflammation is concerned? Yeah. Yeah. Gluten is such a, such an interesting one because it, um, kind of started trading, trending as a fad it diet, trading. right? It's fine. It can be trading. Yeah. New terms. Yeah. Um, we make up words <laughs> in this podcast. We're smart. <laughs> no big deal. Um, so gluten started kind of trending or gluten-free anyway, started trending, uh, as more of a fad diet, right? Where, mm -hmm. um, people just automatically assumed cut out gluten. Yay me. I'm going to lose weight essentially, or at least like the products I'm eating are healthier. Um, and, you know, the, the truth of the matter is if you are not diagnosed with, um, some kind of condition, right. Where you cannot consume gluten like celiac disease, or, uh, if you haven't been diagnosed with a, like a gluten sensitivity, um, gluten is not harmful for you. Gluten is definitely something that we can consume. Um, it could be one of those things where it gets a bad rep because it's found in carbohydrates and carbohydrates are getting a bad rep in general. 
But again, kind of like we said earlier, it's the type that you consume is what's important. Um, well, the amount obviously as well, but yeah. the type, the, the quality of the carbohydrate that you're consuming is really important. Um, yeah. White bread so. versus whole grain bread, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Brown rice versus white rice. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I always find gluten such an interesting one because a lot of people do claim to have like sensitivities or intolerances to it, but they're self-diagnosed. Mm-hmm. They're not going to a doctor exactly. getting any diagnosis. They just go, ooh, when I eat wheat, I feel gross. And right. it, it, you know, you make a fair point and I think it is a very interesting way to look at it, you know, when you're like, well, yeah, all these people who remove gluten from their diet, where's gluten found? I don't know. Processed bread. You remove bread from your diet. You start losing weight. Weird. You feel better, right? It's right. Yes. Yeah. If you're cutting out more of a processed food source for you, naturally mm-hmm. you're going to feel better because you're getting less, you know, added sugars or these fillers or whatever. So yeah, you're totally so we right. could, as outside of a diagnosis, we could potentially say, not the gluten that's inflammatory. It's where the gluten is coming from. That's inflammatory. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Gosh, you know, and it's like, I, I, re- I respect people who are like, no, I just can't do it. And that's fine. Like you, you eat mm-hmm. the way you want to, and we're not going to stop you. But if you're avoiding mm-hmm. gluten, cause you think it's making you healthier, there is n- not necessarily any evidence that could support that, you know, cause it, it could just be, you know, if you get whole grain, like minimally processed bread, it's still gonna be a little processed, but minimally processed bread, it'll be significantly better for you than let's say a cream filled pastry. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. You got to pick and choose your, your sources, right? Where they're coming from. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now I want to add another question to this because we might as well. Um, nightshades. So (laughs) I know those have come up on and off again over the last couple of well, like three or four years, um, you know, nightshades are bad. Nightshades are good. First off, what's a, like, we hear about it causing inflammation, but what's a, what's a nightshade? Oh, nightshades, uh, is an interesting one. They're, uh, basically a botanical family of foods. So plant foods, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they contain certain compounds, um, that people believe to be inflammatory. So largely these, um, Nightshades are found in tomatoes, potatoes, but not sweet potatoes. So like a, a standard gosh. white potato. Thank you. Standard russet. Potato, that like, kind of I stuff, can't yeah. think of. There we go. Russet. Your standard uh, issue potato. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she was. Um, <laughs> eggplant, bell peppers, and then spices that can be sourced from peppers like cayenne and paprika. So um, while nutritious foods... Basically, they're saying that these nightshades contain particular compounds that can promote inflammation. I think the jury's still out on it as far as like research goes. <clears throat> but um, but uh, basically what they're saying is those those compounds in these foods in high, high amounts can be what's hazardous, like in a big dose. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think anyone's going to eat that much of those foods to get any sort of problems from that realistically, right? Right, right. These are the types of foods that I would argue, with this exception of potatoes, probably, we don't get in like a high volume every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and potatoes aren't inherently bad. It's usually how the potato is delivered to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like deep fried. So <laughs> a baked or... potato is fine. If you cover it with right. bacon and sour cream and cheese and <laughs> yes. butter, then now you have a problem. <laughs> now we've got an issue, 100%. Or if we, like, take said potato and deep fry it uh, and cover it in salt, 
then there's an issue too. So it, it yeah. tastes great though. But also trans fat, uh, I mean, inflammatory. True. Anyways, so what? <laughs> yeah. Potato, trans fat. Oh my God. It's like two in one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, that's good though. Cause I know that there's a lot of confusion around nightshades and some people are really like limiting nightshades, which I think isn't really a necessary thing to do. Cause realistically we're not consuming enough in general. And also there's a lot of nutrients that are present in them that if we don't eat those types of things, we're lacking in those nutrients and that can be detrimental in a lot of other ways. Right, right. Exactly. And I, what I think about too, when I, when I read this list of foods is they all have um, color in them, right? And color is mm-hmm. what we need more of in our diet. Um, cause there's antioxidants and all kinds of beneficial things that come from the color, the natural color of our fruits and veggies. So, yeah. Well, I have one more question about potential inflammatory thingies. Cause like, it's, not, I'm mm-hmm. just listing off everything I hear in class. And I'm like, tell me more, please. <laughs> uh, yes. Soy. So soy. soy, that's what I want to know about because like, I kid you not, I get a question at least once a week about soy. Is it bad? Is it inflammatory? What's wrong with soy? It, what yeah. do you know about soy? Soy is such an interesting one because I almost, this is going to sound weird, but when I think of soy, I almost think of eggs, right? Because the de- they've been debated <laughs> for so long that no one soy knows what's the true. New egg. <laughs> in my brain anyway. Um, they've been debated for so long. Everyone gets confused. Like what's, what's right. What's wrong. All those good things. Mm-hmm. Um, now soy, the, the negative parts of soy have been debunked really. So soy mm-hmm. is actually a beneficial source of protein for us. A lot of people use soy based products in like their plant-based cooking, right? Um, And soy actually has some healthful, beneficial compounds to it as well, um, which can actually have um, positive associations with with inflammation and whatnot because of the the benefits. Anti-inflammatory. <laughs> I just might. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, it, it's always so interesting because again, it's been so heavily debated forever and we're like, what's the answer? But, um, but yeah, the, the negatives of soy have been debunked. Well, that, that is good. Cause you know, yeah. like I, I like me some tofu and I like me some, you know, miso and all that stuff. So yes. it's good to know this. Cause yeah, I, you know, I yeah. meet these people who are gluten-free and soy-free and plant-based. And I think, where are you getting your protein? Like yeah. that's everything. Yeah. Well, it's not everything, yeah. but it's most things. And yes. it, it limits your diet significantly when you cut those things out. Cause soy is in almost everything. Right. Right. And if you're Absolutely. trying to avoid it, yeah. And if you're trying to avoid it because of if because in 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 your mind it's inflammatory, that's what we're we're here to tell you is it's not. Thankfully, if you're avoiding it for other reasons, by all means. Um, but you know, generally speaking, I think a good rule for soy just go for organic, and you're good to go, right? Agreed. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Well, okay. So now I learned a lot about foods that are not inflammatory that we thought so that would then bring me to ask okay well what can we do to fight inflammation right get the fisticuffs yeah Yeah. put them up put them up (laughs) um absolutely so just out of curiosity if someone from class asks you that what's kind of like some of your go-to like you know this is something that helps us fight inflammation in our body 
exercise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm the exercise physiologist here. So of course that's where my mind goes immediately when I talk about let's reduce inflammation. Move. <laughs> Move your body. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. I love that. That, is, that um, is one of the best ways to reduce inflammation is moving because think about it, right? Like your body uses glucose when you do cardio. So of course you're going to pull the mm-hmm. glucose out of your bloodstream. So it reduces your blood sugar naturally. That reduces inflammation as a result. Partly mm-hmm. like, of course there's other ways to do it, but in exercise, you know, that's a, that's a big one. Yes. Love that. I love that. And that's exactly what I was hoping you would say. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, actually, absolutely. you have to pet a duck. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> <laughs> find your nearest fountain no just kidding or fountain pond <laughs> you can find a fountain uh, yeah you can yeah, do what they want they're ducks <laughs> yeah, exactly they go where they please um so yes there is definitely um of course lifestyle things like that moving our body getting more sleep good stuff will will only aid us in reducing mm-hmm. our inflammation in our body but there's foods that we can incorporate in our diet that they have found through research, yay science, to yay. have an anti-inflammatory effect. So um, probably unshocking to all of us, have more fruits and vegetables. What? Yay team. <laughs> yeah. Gasp. Um, and, but- the, and, the, for, and for a little disclaimer mm. here, fruit is fine. Right? Fruit yes, is fine. Yes. Yes. Um, fruit is I, not the enemy. I know. Because I know some people are really hesitant with fruit. They're like, but the sugar. And I'm like, y'all think you got an issue because you eat too many bananas or something? Like, what's what's happening here? It, it's not the case. Um, yes, it's so like, true. N- no one went and chowed down on three pounds of carrots and went, oh, no, I'm inflamed. Like, that doesn't yeah. happen. So we're fine. Nope. nope. <laughs> Absolutely. Fruit and vegetable sugars are not the same. Anyway. Nope. <laughs> nope. We like natural sugars. Mm-hmm. All about them. Um. In fruits and vegetables, I should say. <laughs> yes. Um, so yes, let's eat more fruits and vegetables. Also cooking with more uh, virgin olive oil has more antioxidants in it. So uh, the more antioxidants something has um, can be beneficial with fighting disease and whatnot, including inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, having foods with more omega-3s. Ooh. So omega-3s are friendly, beneficial type of fat for us, um, largely found in fatty fish. So things like salmon and sardines, but not uh, shrimp, not shrimp. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Darn. I know rats. Um, wild caught salmon has more omega threes than farmed. So just a fun fact there. Uh, they're, eating, and they're eating their natural diet. So yes. they're less inflamed. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They are more happy little fish. Um, and then snacking on things like, like walnuts or other nuts and seeds can help with some anti-inflammatory effect. Do that instead of chips. I know that's not the funnest swap, but a beneficial one for us. (laughs) Um, more whole grains instead of processed carbohydrates, right? Mentioned that one 1500 times probably, uh, eat fast food less often. Um, I would make the, you know, the argument that you could make, strive to make a healthier choice when you're eating out, um, instead of going for the standard, like processed carbs, deep fried options type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but in general, cooking more in the home, more beneficial for us than eating out. Right. Yeah. It's more work, but the payoff is much greater. So, you know, right. Right. It's true. The payoff is greater. Longer lasting reward than just yeah. like the five minutes of enjoying the 
fast food. Um, cut down on sugary stuff. I would argue sugary drinks probably first if you are a sugary drink drinker, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, sugar in general in our food, processed types of sugar. Have more fiber, lean protein and more fiber. So a happy marriage of those two things is in lentils, beans, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then, you know, fun fact, I was doing some research and dark chocolate and I'm saying dark chocolate, like more than 70% dark, uh, can also have some anti-inflammatory effect. Now, does that mean we should run out and start eating all the dark chocolate bars every day? No, no. But if you have, for example, some dark chocolate covered raspberries, Ooh, Let's say you make it yourself. <laughs> what a lovely Ooh, I need to go get those. <laughs> I know. Ooh, add that to my list. Because um, raspberries are a fruit that's very high in fiber, actually. Mm. Um, same thing with if you did a very dark chocolate-covered almond type of thing. Those are like some beneficial forms of like a little desserty situation if you need one. Yeah. I like that. So everyone mm. can have a little bit of something indulgent and still feel like they're getting something good out of it. Right? Exactly. We don't suck out all the fun. We just need to make some good choices. <laughs> exactly. It's 80 20 is always the rule. It's 80% yes. behave, 20% have a little fun, but most of the time you behave. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I say that all the time in my classes. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, well, now I'm going to go on a tangent, but I think a key with that too is a lot of people uh, hit their 20% on the weekend, but they make it their whole entire weekend. So keep in mind, like, Friday afternoon to Sunday evening is more than 20% of your week. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like closer to 40% of your week, actually. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. But uh, exactly. We, you know, with, with the inflammation concept here, obviously we don't want you to feel like you're just, you can't eat anything. It's just, you know, recognizing it's a balance, right? Like we do need some inflammation and there are benefits Mm -hmm. to being mildly inflamed in certain circumstances. It's not something we should be like, no, never inflamed. It's horrible. Like, right. You know, if you get a cut, you need to be inflamed to heal. So there are elements of that. If you, you know, if you eat something bad, maybe you learn your lesson, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it's knowing also how to combat it. So that way you can maintain this balance because at the end of the day, that's all it is really with a human being is trying to maintain homeostasis all the time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. And so we have to be aware of, of all these types of things, the things that can cause it versus the things that help uh, reduce just mm-hmm. so that we can have that balance involved. Right. Cause if we don't know, then things might be swinging in different directions. We're unsure of. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think what would be a good, like takeaway from this conversation like that um move your body i would say exercise yeah, right <laughs> exercise is good move your body uh and i would say um there's this good quote i can't remember who says it so that's a bummer but um one of our amazing colleagues carissa says it um oh gosh it's something like eat less mostly plants something oh, like eat, that eat real food uh, not too much, mostly plants, Michael Pollan. Thank you. Boom. Yep. Yep, that would be, that would be my summary, to be honest. Uh, Michael the more Pollan natural, is, the better. <laughs> yeah. Michael Pollan yeah. is like that guy. He's that guru for like, just, just be real. Eat, eat real food. Yes. Most, uh, yeah. Eat real food, mostly plants, not too much. And I'm like, I Thank live you by that. that. 
Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. You I live by that quote. Mostly plants. Yes. Yeah. It comes, it's a it good comes one. from his uh, book called In Defense of Food. It's actually a very, very, very good book. And there's oh, a documentary ooh. about it as well. So like, okay. Love not that. affiliated with him at all. We're just saying it's, it's a good one to watch if you want to get paid yeah. for it though. Props so. for some knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is good stuff. And I think that is a good yeah. takeaway. Like, you know, be, be human, be as, as healthy as you can be. Don't be perfect. No one is. Yeah. Um, don't read and believe everything you see on the internet. Uh, cause Ooh. obviously the internet, cause gosh, like we were saying, like, is this reliable? I don't think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely absolutely we have to be critical consumers when we are looking at the internet yeah so you know finding that and of course if if you want like specific help with specific things you can always mm-hmm. reach out to a dietitian and get a one-on-one appointment to kind of discuss stuff if you're concerned or if you think you're inflamed your doctor can run a blood test to see if you have any inflammatory yeah. markers and whatnot so there are ways to test exactly. you for it but mm-hmm. I would say probably majority of the American population is a little inflamed, considering our diet's pretty terrible in general as a whole. Yeah, it's probably not a uh, super bad assumption, to be honest. <laughs> like, I don't know, just a thought, because I hear a lot of people who are like, I went to Italy for the week, and oh my gosh, I felt so good, and I was eating pasta every day. Yeah, it's like, right? I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe we're moving <laughs> yeah. more. Who knows? Like, there's yes, so many factors. Um, yeah, gosh, you know, I actually have one more thing I wanted to ask you about. Not I just think about mm-hmm. it because I hear this another one. People are like, isn't red wine anti-inflammatory? Ooh. Okay. This is actually awesome because I was just asked this in class the other day. Oh, good. And yeah, let's make more people <laughs> sad. Come on, let's go. Yes, I know. Hit me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, red wine. Uh, the reason why that's believed is because of the, uh, you know, antioxidants and things that are present from the red grapes in the red wine. Yeah. It's and... Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I can never say <laughs> that. Right. Um, uh, anyway, to full transparency, alcohol, not fabulous for us, regardless of if we think there's some of those beneficial compounds in there. Um, alcohol is something we could probably talk about for ages. So alcohol, not the best for us. Um, you're much better off actually consuming the source of the red wine and get that resveratrol in there, which you would also <laughs> find, uh, in other red colored fruits or vegetables as well. Or so just grapes. Or just grapes. grapes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Freeze your grapes. A lot of people like to eat frozen grapes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, better off eating the source than you are the processed end result of the source. That made no sense, yeah. but you know what I, I mean. <laughs> I think it stands to be the same kind of statement that I make about coconut oil. Like coconut mm. oil is one of those interesting fats, for example, that raises your HDL, which is good. Uh, mm-hmm. Your good cholesterol, H for healthy, and then lower or lower, sorry, raises your HDL, but it also raises your LDL too, which is your lousy cholesterol. And if you talk to any sort of heart doctor, they're going to say unanimously, there's no amount of negatives that you should be consuming just for that one mini benefit that you're getting. Like you shouldn't be raising your bad cholesterol just so you can boost your good cholesterol. So the same, I think, could be applied for wine. Like you, there's not enough benefit to the consumption of alcohol for you to get the boost of those little mini anti-inflammatory compounds that are there and make you feel yes. a little better temporarily because there's a lot more negative to it than positive. So it doesn't really outweigh right. it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. The cons are like super up there. So yeah. you got to pick and choose your, your choices there. Perfectly exactly. so. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, just think about that way too. Like, okay, sure. Something has some negative health effects. If there's a positive 
does it justify the negative? Chances are probably not. Like we shouldn't. Yes. I'm one of those people, like I'm not a restrictive person. I don't believe you shouldn't eat things or shouldn't do things except for trans fats. Um, I'll say that. <laughs> but outside of that one thing, because that causes only harm, be human, right? Like eat something from time to time. Just don't make it the staple of your diet. Like don't be like, I drink a bottle of red wine every night because that's benefits. Like, is that healthy? Because I think the Surgeon General has some arguments against that, but you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Insane. And you could get like, no, could we get those same benefits from something else? Yes, absolutely. We could. Exactly. So you're, you're definitely right. Spot on there. Yeah. Well, it's about that time. Oh, it is. <laughs> we will, we will stop making you sad with all the things that we're telling you about now and <laughs> we will wrap up. But as we said before, it's just a takeaway eat real eat real food mostly plants not too much thank you michael poland yes like go for the good stuff more you, often michael. than not you know exactly move listen to kimberly rule <laughs> listen to melanie move your body <laughs> <laughs> and uh obviously with that being said make sure you like share subscribe um if you're watching this on youtube feel free to comment underneath um but with that until next time everybody bye, bye.